All right, we're live. Hey. Yo. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey, 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 hey. Hi. Yo. Paul, I believe you had a question for John you wanted to start the show off with. Yeah, I was actually, we were talking we, about we it. We were in the middle were. of it while we were waiting on you. Yeah. We're talking about Wii stuff. Uh, I hooked my oh, Wii U geez. back up so I could play some high-definition Wii it's the easier way than just hooking my Wii up, honestly. Yeah. And um, I have a list of games that I'm kind of keeping an eye out for uh, locally. Like, obviously, I could, if I cared about spending the money or whatever, I could just order most of these, probably all of them. Uh, but I kind of like the thrill of the hunt. So we're just talking about games that uh, might be recommended. And uh, we, when you came back, we were in the middle of talking about Sakura Wars, So Long My Love, and how I've never seen that in a store before. And then, of course, he has a copy of it. It was, like, basically <laughs> where that was, yeah. But, yeah, I have a bunch of things on here that I'm excited to get to. The big one, I think, th this isn't, like, a rare one. I'm going to give Mario Galaxy a try again, because if I found okay. it in my heart to enjoy 64 on some level, if I just beat myself into submission where I'm just like, these controls are okay. I'll probably enjoy it more there. You could do the, the switch version. I could, but then I'd have to buy it again. <laughs> he I, already has, I just own this one and it's ready to go. <laughs> like I okay. just pop yeah. the disc in. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Galaxy two also real good. Yeah. That one I don't have because I didn't like galaxy. So like, why would I buy the second one? I would That's buy fair. the second one if I like the first one though. Now, that was why I recommended Galaxy 2 first, but if you have the first one but not the second, it makes way more sense to just go from there. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of people, like, selling lots of Wii stuff, and um, Galaxy 2 is almost always there for, like, 10 to 20 bucks or whatever, people just trying to get rid of stuff. So that wouldn't be too hard to just pick up on a whim either. Is Muscle March on your list of games to play? <laughs> he has to download that because he can't yeah. buy it anymore. Oh, yeah. are you not doing anything downloadable? I mean, I could, but okay. I wasn't looking at the, <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you've already played plenty of M Muscle March? You probably played it at your house, Sean. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, where I um, played it originally. And so the, you're, you're welcome, both of you. <laughs> the, the, WarioWare <laughs> the WarioWare games are on there as well, just to revisit those. Oh, um, yeah. As... I think we, I can't remember if we talked about it on this show or on the TDP plus, which uh, patrons probably, can get access plus. to. Uh, I never did own that. My friend owned it. And I just, yeah. I confirmed when I was looking through my Wii stuff and digging all that out that, yeah, I do not have that. So that's a real good one. Smooth moves. Smooth moves yeah, specifically. Considered yeah. one of the best. Yeah. But uh, a lot of Wii on the brain recently. That's what I've kind of been focusing my time on digging some stuff out here dead rising chop till you drop bought that the other day because that oh, is God. resident evil 4 okay yeah, you're gonna be disappointed that's like lower quality res uh dead rising so yeah it's made just, by the just trying to find like weird wii stuff because there's like a dead space yeah no, no i have dead... extractions fun yeah oh, okay. it's good i actually have two copies of that i have one for the wii and for the ps3 okay how about I the conduit the oh, conduit, the conduit on my list, one and two. Actually. Wow. And the conduit yeah. two, because that's the one that has like the crazy ending with like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington show up to help finish the fight. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I have that's on my list as well. Um, okay. That one has been harder to find, I will say. Not many people have that one in their stuff they're trying to get rid of. I've noticed a lot of people bought like Sing It and Let's Dance. There's a lot of those just you can yeah. get everywhere. Never a shortage of those. <laughs> no, where where exactly are you looking? Kijiji. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah, which makes sense. I guess if you're not Canadian, it's like... Um, Craigslist, like Craigslist but less uh, less attempts at trying to elicit sex. Yeah, less horny for sure. Not fully, but less. <laughs> <laughs> well, no there's such just thing. less people. No Maybe the percentage no. is still the same. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. Um, John, you did a, a Rocket League stream on the yes. weekend. I want to hear the highlights, the lowlights, how that went. Uh, we did that. That was Saturday afternoon, this past Saturday. Uh, we were paired up uh, eight influencers in blind groups. They tried to balance it out as best they could, where they had like someone who had played the game before with someone who didn't play it that much. Uh, I guess they knew I did not play it since 2015 because they paired me up with the number three Canadian player. Like the, nice. like the third best Canadian player in Canada. And he, I, I'm scared to see number one and two if he was number three. Because <laughs> holy like, crap. Did you not play against them or were they not part of the tournament? No, they were on my team. It was 2v2. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Number two and number one weren't part of it. Like this, we're like literally like, so Corrupted Gabe or Corrupted G was my teammate. Uh, he's a Rocket League streamer and coach. And yeah, he said he played 11,000 hours of the game. That's so what? like a what lot and it shows because my god he it was impressive to watch okay but uh we made it to the finals it was double elimination uh but it wasn't true double elimination with a bracket reset it was you go up a game if you're the winning side so we had to win two more games to win a best of five but the other team had to win three and unfortunately, on the final match, where it was tied up 2-2, uh, we went to overtime, and they uh, they won it in overtime. So, How like, many goals I was, did you get? Uh, two, maybe three. And he got 50. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He it was scary good, dude. Scary good. 11,000 hours, I would hope he would be scary good. I would be, up, yeah. I would be disappointed if he wasn't scary good. Yeah, no, I, I practiced as best I could, but there was no way I would get good enough to like be major support on that team. It was I was definitely the weakest link by far, but uh, I feel like by the end, I think I was starting to hold my own a little bit. But yeah, that was ridiculous. But it was fun, though. And money got raised for charity. So that's I was going to say, yeah, it's for, it's yeah. for charity. So like, who even cares? And put on by 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven Canada of all places yeah and yeah. apparently they're doing like another thing later this month they're doing an actual proper tournament that people can enter and whoever wins it uh, they get flown out to I think London for the Commonwealth Games so they can get okay. like if you win the Canadian tournament you can actually go travel to London for the Commonwealth okay but tournament. is it London England or London Ontario London England it is actually <laughs> okay. it is actually across the pond okay that's cool did they send you any like slurpy coupons no uh <laughs> apparently there was rumors they were gonna we might have gotten like some free delivery from 7-eleven while this was going on but that, that fell through i guess so bummer that that's very silly if that had actually happened 
like midstream slurpee delivery midstream, yeah just just go get a 7-eleven slurpee there you go if only i'd be playing better if only i had a nice cold <laughs> pepsi slurpee in my hand <laughs> To be fair, they didn't ask us. We had we had no copy. We had to read. Uh, this is the thing that surprised me. While it was sponsored, we had no copy to read. They asked us to put stuff on the screen. That was it, and like put like chatbot commands. We did not have to say anything about Seven Eleven or like any like here's here's a line they want you to read. It was surprisingly smooth. Probably because we were just the side feeds for people to watch, and the main feed was running actual ads for Seven Eleven and stuff like that. Okay, I was gonna say uh, maybe it's because Seven Eleven Canada thinks they're so baller. They don't need any <laughs> ad read. They're just like, people go- are going to get a Slurpee regardless of how well you guys do. You know, 7-Eleven day yeah. coming up in three months. You counting in the days? Sounds like you are. I can't even remember the last time I had a Slurpee, honestly. I, have no, I don't even know if I've gotten one when I'm in the States. Probably. I was going to say, I, have always, I never hear anything good about 7-Eleven in the U.S. I've been in them. They're all right, but like... Usually they, when I ask an American friend about 7-Eleven, they never say anything nice about it. I mean, I think they, they're the same as far as I know. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, they're the same. Anyway, uh, that's cool. I'm trying to think if I had anything as cool as you guys in the last week. I, I started getting my India vaccinations. I got four <laughs> shots in one day. Oh, I'm trying to think awesome. if I did something cool. I'm getting ready to go travel to another continent. Well, that's not for like half a year, but I'm just saying I got all the needles and so like two in both arms. So like my shoulders are Ooh. sore. Uh, last night I was very fatigued. Yeah. You know, at least at least off. they let you split it up between the two arms. So you just not have one super dead one. It balanced well, out so that's it. the question. I mean, I didn't get the option, but should I have done that? Because then I would have had one like totally fine arm. I, the thing is, I think your arm that. at that point kind of swells up and like starts hurting even more from it. So I think it's better that they split it up. Mm. To counter that, though, as as a side sleeper, if they yeah. had just done one Ooh. arm, I could have slept yeah. on my side. But okay. last night I couldn't. I had to Good sleep point. on my back because both sides were just out of the question. Um, but anyways, I'm immune to everything now. Like, just come at me as far as All I'm right, grab, grab my gun. Hang on. Yeah, <laughs> the bullets one. As you know, India full of bullets and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's been my week. But why don't we talk about some video games? Because uh, this is the top down perspective for April 14th. And I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. I don't even have the podcast notes open. So, Paul, have you been playing anything? Uh, Nothing in particular uh, i guess i started final fantasy 14 up again so i've been doing heaven's war dlc stuff or expansion stuff nothing crazy to talk about there though okay cool and you're just continuing from where you left off i'm assuming yeah yeah all right well uh john elden ring doesn't fucking end dude what the fuck <laughs> yeah i'm there That's with you where you at not now? true it ended for me and I'm empty. Uh, I got two files running again, but one's not running while Reese is gone. She's currently away visiting her mom and her brother. Uh, the file with her, Paul, I might need you to clarify this. Uh, I think we got to the Halig tree a little too early. We got... Well, well, that, I also heard that area just sucks ass, and I that, can see why they say that. That area sucks ass, and that end boss is so cool, but bad. That's a bad boss. I keep hearing that. Like I've <laughs> I've seen who it is because the internet's like, oh my god. 
Yeah. And it's just like, uh, okay, well, we're, we're just running around in the snow area before it, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Because I, cause I assume once we get to the actual Halleck tree, it's like, oh, here's a whole new area. It's not just like, oh, here's that boss. Sure. It, you could consider it like a full large well, dungeon type. That's area. what I that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're running around outside of that in like the hallowed snowfield or whatever it's called the, where you can't see shit. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I got to say that last this last quarter of the game or whatever it is, I'm not feeling it, man. It's just not it's not fun. Start it's slipping back in that not fun range where it's just like everything feels super tanky. Everything feels like a super powerful enemy that just kind of shreds you. Uh, so it's been interesting going back to my melee file and being like, I'm having a great time. Nothing's fucking me up. Hooray. <laughs> it's um, it's funny because I think I, I was definitely part of the chorus at the beginning. That's just like, oh, this is easily the easiest uh, Elden Ring, totally accessible to people. And then the end fucked me for 20 hours straight. <laughs> Ooh, okay. If you're saying that, then it's going to be miserable. The ending is, it's rough. Like the, some of those end bosses... Uh, I will say that the hardest bosses are the side ones. Like if you just That's do the main ones, like the Halleck tree is not needed, right? It's just a side area. It's a side area, and it's uh, it's kind of miserable. <laughs> it's kind of miserable. Um, that end boss took me three days to get through. <laughs> like that, oh, a lot of my time gross, was dude. was that three sessions. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but like the story bosses, they're fine. <laughs> and especially after doing that area, it's just like, oh, man, story's like kind of built normally, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like so I can go. Normal. OK, so here's the thing. Um, A, it doesn't let you copy your file so you can't like get one ending, then reload another file and get the next. Right. Like I would have to do a new game plus. Uh, so as a PC gamer, I definitely was able to do that. Yes. That's what I figured. Yeah. I know on There's Xbox a- you can like mess with cloud saves Jeez. in some oh, capacity okay. to do that. There um, is yeah. If you look online, I'm pretty sure people have like devised ways, but there is literally a save spot like right before which ending you choose, and that's just the one that you'll do it at if you can. Hmm. Yeah, because I hate that there's like five endings and you have to play through the entire game again to get the next, the number two or whatever, which is just... If it makes you feel better, there's six. Three of them are kind of throwaway. (laughs) Never mind, I thought there were only five. Yeah, three of them are kind of throwaway because they're essentially the same ending with different text and colors with Mm. uh, different lore. But there's three that you... Yes, there's three. Okay. (laughs) Like actual endings. Yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. My my melee file just finished up. Uh, Lindell just uh, got told we got to okay. go to the mountaintop, so we're that one's heading to the mountaintop now. Okay, uh, like for the story progression stuff. For story progression, yeah, and like everything else, as far as I am aware of, every other dungeon that I can currently access has been done. If you're doing Halleck Tree before the mountaintop, you are there pretty early. I will say. Yeah. So so uh, the the magic file it was doing mountaintop. Got the castle soul, wrapped that up, and was like, "Oh, uh, we've got access to this. Should we go see how it is?" And we went there right before we wrapped up for the night, and we were just like, "Oh, this this sucks." So Halleck Tree and that boss is like, as when I finished that boss, I finished the game afterwards. It was literally oh. the last side thing I did. 
Yeah, so I, I've been following, like, on the wiki, there's, like, a here's, like, our pseudo-recommended order of operations. And we were doing, like, the underground sewer area for sure. the city at first. And yep. then they're like, yeah, no, we recommend doing that before the end of the game. Like, right before. I'm like, oh, okay. And they, they re- sure. recommend a Halleck Tree a little bit earlier. So I'm like, uh, I guess we'll try it. Yeah, you could... Either one of those is fine right before the end of the game, I would say. Uh, yeah. I, because we, the sewer you, one helps with an ending and the helitree is just hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without Yay. getting into spoilers. Yeah. I'm um yeah. at Mel Mount Gelmer. Yeah, Mount Gelmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what yeah, I'm that working on. All right. That is the start of the decline into madness. It really is. It really <laughs> yep. is. It's just like, yeah, this is where after this is just really shit. Huh? Yeah. I doubt I'm going to experience most of that because every time I get to a dungeon, I'm running at co-op. Oh, so, yeah, then you'll probably have a better time than. Like, yeah, I didn't so, find any of the Mount Gilmere stuff really bad for either file right. per se, but it's also like you can tell like after this is just when it kind of starts getting bad. Yeah, it definitely feels like if there is an end of like end game area, it definitely feels the beginning of end game. Yeah. So I, I was doing Gelmir before uh, the capital and then it's just like, oh, yeah, we need yeah. you to go take out like this, this specific target. It's way past the capital. So you have to finish the capital to even do it. I'm like, oh, OK. Guess I'll go do that and come back and murder you later. <laughs> Did you fight Rodan? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, General Rodan. Yeah. No, we've, okay, we've done yeah. we've yeah, done yeah, that yeah. whole storyline. Uh, okay, both good. times we both times we fought them, it was during the debuff because he I noticed he got rebuffed yep. apparently, and uh, that fight was really fun when it was debuffed. Like I thought that um, was a great fight and probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I forgot they debuffed that. Yeah, that makes sense because that it's weird yeah. that they rebuffed him because that fight is unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently they're like, yeah, it was a mistake. We didn't mean to do this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Aren't you able to do New Game Plus to get the other endings? You can, but totally. I don't want to play through another file, even if it's New Game Plus. Because, like, I so what? How? So I'm new to Souls Likes. So what happens when you do a New Game Plus? Like, are they the enemies are harder, right? Yeah, it's basically just like you play the game again at your current level with most of your items, and enemies are scaled accordingly. I mean, yeah, that does not sound interesting to me personally. Like. Yeah, it's weird because with Elden Ring specifically, I think a lot of my enjoyment of it was the exploration and yeah. like not knowing what I'm doing. Uh, I have found New Game Plus uh, 2 being like, I know everything, where everything is. So like that part of the game is gone for me. And now I'm just doing a bunch of uh, refights, essentially, some of which yeah. are just some of which were fun the first time because I didn't know them and now are just like. I don't want to fight this guy again. Like this guy just sucks. Mm-hmm. There's nothing fun about it and I'm not going to get anything cool out of it. Why am I doing this? So yeah, it's uh it has less replay for me personally, I think than the others. Yeah. And I'm getting to the point where the exploration part's starting to dwindle. So it's just like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. This, this was the part I love the most. <laughs> yeah, um I didn't find it's fun looking around in empty snow. I live in Canada. Like an empty snowfield yeah. is not 
<laughs> when, when they start like putting like, here's areas you literally can't see anything in, just good luck. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, you could just you could stop playing like you got a good chunk of the game. I've done. spent 200 yeah. hours on this game. If I don't see the ending, I may actually throw something. No, and I totally get that. Like, I'm not saying I mean, I'm I would finish the game. But if you're getting to a point where you d dislike it, you can just stop and be like, I'm content. I had a good time with what I played. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm playing through with Reese. So no matter what, we we want to see the ending of the game because yeah. Reese is enjoying the lore and I am enjoying the lore. Sure. And you I should see. Have, the I just have the. I just have the added baggage of being the one playing the game. Sure, you should see the Halleck tree area through, even if you don't end up finishing that final boss. But I know yeah. you will, because um, that final boss is one that people talk about. I know. I can area. see why from all the art <laughs> I've been seeing on the internet. Yeah, it's one that people talk about, and so you should have the ability to weigh in on that because that boss is. So close to being one of the best fights in all of Souls history, but is like marred by bad bullshit design. <laughs> I, I have heard that that boss has a specific move that is just yep. absolute horseshit. Yep, I still don't almost, know. How to almost dodge every it. post I've seen about that about that fight is like, "Hey, I beat her because she didn't use this specific move." That the one time I beat her, she didn't use it. <laughs> yeah, good game still, design. I still don't know how to properly do, like I've dodged it before, just like freaking out and praying and that's worked sometimes but i don't know how did, to do consistently did you see that post that was going around on i think it was the elden ring subreddit uh of the one guy called like let me solo her yeah <laughs> it specifically is a dude who apparently just like logs into the game sets himself up for multiplayer and like to be invited to other people's games just to fight that boss by himself <laughs> and apparently yeah. like he like he no hit he gets doesn't get hit at all apparently it's like super impressive to watch yeah, Honestly, there's... thank you, sir. Thank you for helping out <laughs> us, us there... peons. Like, what a yeah. what a gem of a human. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. There, there's a bunch of people that, um, if you're good with parry timings and stuff, you can learn that fight and honestly just never get hit again because she is essentially just a uh, a big sword fight boss. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not good with parry timings in that game, or like I'm okay at best in anything <laughs> so i'm not gonna waste my time doing all that stuff myself cool um good elden ring update i'm sure we'll have a few more of those as yeah the year goes on as the year goes on as the year goes on because the game just keeps going yeah. um yeah. that's all i've been playing john yeah pretty much i've been continuing with kirby uh which I'm happy to say, as I play more of it, I like it more and more. Um, okay. I am now into the fifth or sixth world. No, hang on. So the, the haunted place is the third. Snow is four. So I guess I'm in the fifth world now. Um, I just, I think a lot of those levels start getting like really like cool visually of like where they're setting you up and like what the environment is um like instead of it being like a snowy level it's like a um like a broken down deserted city during a blizzard that you're like going through and there's like cool shots of like just it being barren and they're looking up at a big skyscraper that you're walking through like there, there's kind of like weird cinematic moments uh for kirby going on 
And then some of the little like side games that you come across in like a hidden alley or whatever, those have been like pretty fun. Um, even the little uh, like bonus stars you can get, which at the beginning, they're just kind of like nonsense time attack fights. Those get more interesting, too, when you take them on to be like, oh, I'm going to use mouthful mode specifically in this one. So you're doing like a weird jumping puzzle as the pipe Kirby or as the car one, you're doing like a really fast race where you have to take every weird shortcut to get it done. So it definitely gets a lot more interesting. Um, the music also gets real great. Again, I'm primarily playing it when I'm on the train, so I'm not hearing the music. But the few times I do either have my headphones in or I'm playing a little bit at home, the music is like really good. Uh, so this this is definitely up there for sure. Uh, I'm I'm constantly being surprised and impressed with some of the cool stuff I'm liking from this game. Uh, it gets better as you go, which is great to hear, I think. Cool. I should See, I'm glad I'm glad point. to hear that because I actually started it on stream last week and I've mm -hmm. noticed the last couple Kirby games I've played like the beginning area always just feels kind of eh. so it never yeah. it didn't get its claws into me at the beginning. Yeah, the first one, it was just like, yeah, this is fine, but like it's not grabbing me in any way. And it yeah. probably didn't help that I was playing it at right the same time as Elden Ring, which definitely was grabbing me. Uh, mm. the second area gets a little more interesting, but as soon as that third area hit, it was like, oh, this is getting like really cool now. And like the last few areas and, and bosses and levels I've been in, I'm, I'm really into. So I do think it gets better if you go into it. Yeah. That's and also the fact, the fact that you can upgrade all of Kirby's abilities into like a level two and a level three, like the fire one goes from regular fire Kirby to you have a, like a volcano on your head and I just upgraded it again. Now it's like dragon fire Kirby where I shoot like pink and purple flames and I can do like a fireball wing attack thing like it. It's pretty cool. All the the unique ways they're like upgrading Kirby and stuff. So it's actually kind of fun to go do the little side stuff that normally I would have skipped. But I want to see all these these new upgrades and whatnot. Um. So, yeah, no, definitely play more, John. I, I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised where it goes. Yeah, like I said, the last few Kirby games have felt that same way with me of like the, the starts just kind of uh, and then like by the end. I know with Star Allies, I specifically felt I only really got into it by like the final world. Oh, OK. So I'm wondering, I, I can't I'm wondering speak how to this Star one Allies. Paces. Yeah, um, that's I definitely skipped that one. Actually, I skipped the last couple. I don't think I've played a Kirby game since Triple Deluxe, but that was a good I one. liked Robobot was great. Like that was the last one I enjoyed a lot was Robobot. I heard a lot of good things about Robobot. I didn't I didn't get to play that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think this might be the best Kirby from the ones I've played. Wow. I think this might be the best one. And maybe it's because it's just very Super Mario 3D World, which I like that game. Um, but I think this might be my favorite Kirby game. Although Air Ride is pretty good, but that's kind of its own thing. So sure. Yeah. Strong words. <clears throat> um, I finished up playing Norco. Okay. And I, I talked about Norco a little bit last week mm -hmm. and holy shit, the places Norco goes. You, you got to play Norco like, yeah, <laughs> somebody actually tweeted me a few weeks ago and they're just like, I don't know if you've checked it out, but Norco might be one of the best games of this year that nobody's Norco talking about. Norco is crazy. I need to find this tweet that I read that I sent to a friend of how they described Norco because it is so perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but Norco, so if, if you didn't hear last week, it's a point and click adventure game. It's on PC Game Pass. Uh, otherwise, I think it's like 15 bucks. Uh, it might even be still be on sale because it just came out. 
Um, come on, where's that tweet? Okay, here's the description of, of Norco. Blade Runner, if Harrison Ford hung out with Juggalos and got in <laughs> fist fights in front of the 7-Eleven. <laughs> and he would. <laughs> like, it's it's like a weirdly serious game, but then some of the actual nonsense that people like say to you or that you talk to people and, and the characters say to one another is ridiculous. There's like a weird cult well, everyone's wearing like Best Buy uniforms and everyone's name has to be Garrett. And that's just it. They're the Garretts. <laughs> and like there's like weird like moon spirit demons and giant melting bird things. There's here's a few PSAs. If you talk to a guy who you fed a bad hot dog to, make sure you exhaust the dialogue. He will keep giving you outs to be like, Are you sure you want to hear the story? Let me tell you, you want to hear the story because when he gets okay. into it, that dude has had one of the worst days of his entire life because of that <laughs> hot dog you fed him. Okay, um, it is it is like <clears throat> it starts off, I'd say the first like third, maybe one to two hours. It doesn't seem like it's a goofy adventure game, but then like the seriousness and how and tied with how goofy it actually is kind of amplifies how goofy it gets. It is worth it. Poke around everywhere. Almost look up a guide so you don't miss out on some of this stuff. I will mm. say I'm seeing someone in the chat. The detective is my favorite character. He's hilarious. That is 100% true. This guy's great. All I, I got to tell you, in the, when you get to the third act, he has a, a, a makeup case on his desk. I'm going to spoil one thing for you guys, and it's a side option. I'm going to spoil one thing. Okay. If you click on the makeup case enough, eventually he will paint his face like a clown. Okay. And then every character at that point that you talk to will ask, why do you look like a clown? <laughs> and he will just brush it off like, yo, it's a style. And then it'll go into the actual dialogue or he'll be like, don't worry about it. That's just me. And then he'll go into the actual dialogue. Like he, he is just justified. It's cool to be looking like a clown. Um, also, he says, bruh, he refers to everyone as bruh. Uh, oh, Norco is something special and I cannot recommend it enough. So again, Game Pass PC. Otherwise, I think it's like 12 to 15 bucks on Steam. It is like a six hour long game. Stick with it. It it goes to some some really fun places. It has an 88 on Metacritic right now. <laughs> like people that play it love it. So, yeah, I feel like it's this kind of like <laughs> gem that like not enough people are talking about, but I have a feeling come time, like game of the year time, it's going to be on a lot of people's like lists for those who did play it, obviously. Sure. Ranked the uh, third best PC game of 2022. Wow. Right? Like the way people talk about this thing is insane. And the only things ranked higher than it that are on PC are Elden Ring and God of War. <laughs> God of there, War. There you go. There. Yeah. There you go. Good company. Um, and then on the other side of enjoyable point and click adventure games, I started uh, Chinatown Detective Agency. Yeah, I'm not interested in this one at all. <laughs> um, I was very interested in this. I've been looking forward to it for a little bit. I love the style and the look of it. Uh, okay. I will, it's on X, it's on Game Pass uh, console yeah. and PC. Yeah, you have to input stuff uh, on it with a text inputter. Um, so I immediately was like, well, I'm switching to the PC to play this. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. 
What's interesting about this game, though, and they even kind of give you a pop up and say, hey, this game is hard. You are going to need a web browser to search up the hints we give you to figure out the clues and the answers to these puzzles and such. Man, that could go definitely either way of like, I'm totally going to do that because that's an interesting thing or fuck this game. I'm out. Well, it's going to come down to personal pref- preference. Totally. Like, do you like kind of like doing research and stuff like that? For example, they'll give you like, hey, I need you to deliver this stamp. And you're looking at yeah. the stamp and you're like, oh, I don't know where the stamp is from. And you're you're looking at any kind of words you can decipher and you're typing that into a web browser to be like, OK, so that's these stamps are from this country, but they only made them during this year. And all that information is going to be useful for you and how to narrow down where you need to send this stamp and stuff like that. Hmm. So if you like puzzle solving, you might like it. The problem is I didn't get too far into it because I encountered a really weird scenario in the game. You are globe trotting. And the way the mechanic works is you need to purchase a plane ticket to the city you're going to. And then there's a there's like a day and night cycle. You need to go to the airport three hours before your flight to board the plane and go there. Sure. So I bought a plane ticket, realized, oh, crap, I bought it for actually like this morning or something. I didn't read like the 24 hour clock correctly. Okay. So I was like, crap, I got to buy a new flight. I accidentally changed the month and bought a flight for a month from now as opposed to a day from now. Okay. The only way to speed up time because Mm -hmm. you are not allowed to buy more than one flight is to click the wait button and click up one hour at a time. Can you like refund the ticket? No, or something? Not, that I, not that I found. So this in, seems so like instead a of me saying, well, I'm not going to click up one for a month's long, like worth of hours. I'm not going to do yeah. that. That's insane. So I was like, well, I'll just I'll close out the game. Maybe I had an auto save like just before this or something like that. The game mm-hmm. only auto saves every time you finish a mission. I lost like 30 minutes of a mission, like half a mission. It was just like, nope, that didn't happen. For what it's worth, you might have saved yourself 30 minutes of clicking a button to change it to. I guess in the long run. But at that point, I was just like, I'm not doing that mission again. Like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play this game. It was just such a like a bad experience. And it was totally my fault. But I also think the game should have had an option. Like, totally. Let me buy a different ticket. Like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Come on. Anyway, so don't be like me. Make sure you know which one is the day and which one is the month. Maybe that's my fault for being a Canadian who lives in the States and never knowing which one they're talking about. Um, But no, it's definitely the game's fault for not giving the player an out for something that could easily have been a misclick. Even I think I agree. So um, anyways, if anyone knows, I I was going to say, if anyone knows where to get around that, like maybe you can discard the ticket. I don't even care at this point because it started me back at the beginning of the mission. So that's not going to help me out. Sure. I'm not going to lie. Listening to you describe this, I thought you were playing Where in the World is Carmen San Diego because you it's it kind, really it's was kind of like yeah. describing yeah, that. It's a little bit like that. It kind of sure. sounds like it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, those are the games I've been playing. So why don't we talk about some news? Uh, and this first one, I'm hoping John can help us out with as the Kingdom Hearts correspondent. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, I watched this. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced. And can I just say? One out of nowhere and two with like the littlest fanfare. Like I would have assumed this would have been like a monumental. Oh, because they are level nowhere near ready releasing this. They they gave release dates for the other two games they announced in this segment. They did not give one for the third one. I still feel like this is the like 
E3 press conference. Oh, hang on. We have one more thing. And then yeah. they drop. Well, this. this this was the 20th anniversary for Kingdom Hearts, I think, is yeah. what this event was. So that's so. why they did it. OK. Yeah. And it was, yeah, in Japan. So maybe it was like a bigger deal on whatever live stream was going on. But I kind of just woke up and was like, oh, wow, that they announced that. Huh. All right. John, you've played every Kingdom Hearts known to man. No, I'm what not. Is, what's the thoughts? Sure. Why not? Yeah. The trailer The trailer shows them in like real life, in like real life Tokyo. Okay. It's it's not real life, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it's more photorealistic and like it looks all right. Like I'm sure it'll be fun. If it's a core Kingdom Hearts game, that means it's just going to have the core gameplay, which is usually fun. But, I was hearing uh, a lot of discourse about feet more discourse than like your daily feet discourse yeah this was so sora is wearing normal sneakers no giant clown shoes no disney style shoes it is regular ass sneakers oh okay and people were surprisingly upset about this see the last (laughs) time someone went from clown shoes to not having clown shoes it was like you know sideshow bob Bob. crusty the clown and like that led to like this guy was trying to murder a kid yeah yeah but uh i don't know like here's the thing like there's no fucking way it's coming out in the next two years. There's no way. And now like that I'm it, thinking about it. Like they, they even said right now they're developing an Unreal Engine 4, but they're moving it to 5 when 5 comes out. Disney well, owns The Simpsons now. Yes. <laughs> Follow the okay. money. Sideshow Bob. I, I know. Bob. Some, some <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> Some people were speculating that uh, because it's uh, at least the part they've showed is in the real world, that there might be a situation where they work in either Star Wars or the Avengers or real life 3D Homer. Yeah. Or real life 3D Homer. <laughs> wow. We are not getting off this one, huh? No, he, he does not want to leave. <laughs> well, that's what I thought you were going with. So that, that was no, on you. No, I was not. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what it looks like. They also announced uh it was, I think it was a new DLC for Kingdom Hearts Key, the mobile game. And, oh, shoot. Was it a new mobile game where you're, like, playing as a... I don't even remember the last I think the people one. said the new mobile game was announced. Yeah. There was a new mobile game. There was DLC for or the next chapter for Kingdom Hearts Key. And then the Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced. Yeah, that's right. The final right. chapter, right? Like For that, Key, this, yeah. It looked for like. For Key, Yeah. And uh, Kingdom Hearts 4, as we should probably state, <laughs> is starting a new story arc. This is specifically labeled as the Lost Master arc, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know what that means there's there's still there's still like, you know, uh, Organization 13 and all that jazz. But like Xehanort currently doesn't appear to be in it. So maybe we'll get spared that now. I'm going to assume all those words in that sequence mean something. And thank you. You're welcome. Are you are you excited for more Kingdom Hearts or were you like they tied a good bow on this? Like, let's put it to bed. Let it let them rest. I, th- I don't think the bow they tied on it was a good bow, if you oh, want okay. me to be honest. Uh, but they, they would they would have to tweak the ending a little bit because the uh, three ends on a cliffhanger and then there's DLC. And I haven't looked at the DLC, but I've also heard that also is a cliffhanger. Uh, then I've also heard there's a segment in the rhythm game that also plays into where the story currently is going. So I'm just like, OK, we need I'm no I'm walking away. Um. Sure. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'll play it when it comes out. I'm sure the gameplay will be fun. Okay, sure. Make the prediction now. What year does it come <clears> out? <throat> and then we'll we'll revisit this one because we're gonna obviously remember. Twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, I'm thinking twenty twenty five. You gotta pick one. 
because someone's going to listen to this. If I'm picking one, 25. Okay. Yeah. And I Paul? Agree. Yeah, 25 for sure. Okay. I'm going to say 26. Okay. Right, right now, can't. Yeah. What, okay. So what is currently in Square's pipeline right now? Final Fantasy 16, Dragon Quest 12, and this, right? Those are the big three. I thought there was a big fourth one they were also working on, but those are the three hugest ones I can think of long length games to work on. So like. Is Nomura on any of those at the moment like, other than seven remake are two? We not, yeah, I was gonna say, are we not counting like whatever they're doing with remake after part two comes out and whatever little things they release with it probably? I mean, yeah, what about I, Avengers like, two? I mean, that's Crystal Dynamics, assuming it's happening again. And uh and uh Gardens of the Galaxy two. I, I meant core square Enix team, like literally the actual yeah. thing. Sopfo two. Anyways, Kingdom Hearts 4 got announced. <laughs> it did. Um, another announcement, uh, CD Projekt Red came out with a bit of a roadmap of what Cyberpunk is up to, and the big news was that uh, they have confirmed the an expansion for Cyberpunk is coming in 2023. Yeah. It was did they ever fix the game? From what I understand, it's in a pretty good spot at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I like think the, the answer gen, is yes. The, I guess the the current gen <laughs> versions came out like last month. Yes. Yeah. And they've been patching it. But yeah, they had like a um investors call or something and yeah. that's why they had to kind of lay out what they're doing and that's Oh. Phantom Age in the chat drops Quiet Man 2. Got to mention that. Yep. So maybe that's going to kind of slow Kingdom Hearts down a little bit. Probably. We can only hope. Sure. Um, much like Ghost of Tsushima, the movie has a writer, and we can hope it's going to be good. Who's the writer? The writer is Takashi Dosher, who has made okay. nothing I've ever heard about. Cool. Sorry, I'm um, looking him up right now. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, this seems like a slam dunk. It'll be a samurai movie, and... That and like it's a it's a game based on samurai movies that's now going to get a movie for it. Like this just seems like okay, it'll just be a samurai movie. Sure, why not? Yeah, that's the thing is that these this movie exists and it was made by Kurosawa a hundred years ago. There's there's plenty of these. Like it's it's yeah. referencing a lot of samurai movies for sure. I mean. Hey, if there it's a good samurai movie, like I'm not going to say no to that. There are worse games you can make a movie out of. And they have and are. <laughs> so, yep. yes. Accurate. Uh, bug Snacks. We've got a release date on not only the the other console versions of it, but the Big Snacks, the Isle of Big Snacks. Yeah. Precise. April 28th. It's going to come to Switch, Steam, and Xbox. It's going to be on Game Pass. And all versions will be getting the Isle of Big Snacks for free included yeah. with that. I understand this takes place before the end of the game. Of course, that makes sense. There's no way it makes sense the other way. So I don't know. They left it at a cliffhanger like. They they could do more, right? Um, Are you guys ready to go back and, and get some big yes. snacks on? Yeah, for sure. I was excited to see this. What about you, John? I honestly know. OK, uh, I mean, I'm uh, I'm glad it's like. The characters they picked are some of my favorite ones out of the cast. I think they said it's specifically focused on four of them. Some of them, but I, yeah, I was also pretty, 
pretty done with the game. Like, I felt like it didn't really need anything extra. Sure. Understandable. I think I'm going to play, go back to it. I might pick it up on and play through it on Xbox to the new stuff. Um, what I'm happy about is that the thing I liked from uh, Bugsnacks to begin with were the, like, boss fights and the bigger ones. So I'm kind of hoping there's just a couple more of those that this does with the big snacks or whatever. I just I just got to hang out with my bro, Bunger. Bunger, Bunger, Bunger. Maybe there's a giant Bunger. They already Maybe. showed it. There's there's a big Bunger. Hell yeah. That's great. <laughs> yep. Um, and what isn't great? We got our we got our uh, weekly Activision update. Oh yeah, this piece of shit. I read this earlier today. This is a weird one. Yeah. Um, I'll read the tweet here from Jason Schreier. In an explosive allegation, one of the lawyers behind the Activision Blizzard discrimination suit says California Governor Gavin Newsom is interfering to support Activision and that he abruptly fired her boss. She is resigning in protest. Uh, so basically, the two lead lawyers on the case have been fired slash resigned uh, yeah. because my governor <laughs> yeah. is stepping in and siding with Activision uh, as as the I was reading through the article kind of as it went on, as it was ongoing, they were kind of interfering more and more. And, and when things were looking poor for Activision, that's when they started like slowing things down interfering in in a favoring t toward activision and the big question is here is like what is what does our governor have to do with activision at all this is a weird one it's not weird at all money no white guys with money what do you, like what do you mean sure <laughs> that's there's de that's definitely a connection for sure yeah uh i'm wondering if there's more of a connection than that like, I can't imagine it's just like, hey, we look similar. I'm going to help you out, man. Um, no, they're obviously part of a boys club, like helping may, yeah, each other out. A secret for sure. Club. 100%. Oh, that actually reminds me of another news story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, that was just a weird thing to see because it was just like a weird connection of like, I wasn't expecting Gavin Newsom to get involved. Because like, what does he have to do with anything? Anyways, this last mm -hmm. one, tangentially related to video games, Randy Fit Pitchford bought uh, Hollywood's Magic <laughs> Castle. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Have you guys... I hadn't heard about the Magic Castle until this week. Do you, are you familiar? The Magic Castle, no. So for those who don't know what the Magic Castle is, it is an institution in, in L.A. <laughs> oh, no. This is so good. No. Magicians. No. So and you can only go to it if you're invited. <laughs> so there will be magical <laughs> performances. There will be magicians that will go on stage and give and do their act and stuff to to like minded folk. But you can only go to these if you're invited by a magician or if you know someone who has a, like some kind of magician connection. Anyway, <clears throat> it had been a family run business for like 60 years or something. And it was closing down over the course of the pandemic. And it was actually just going to be turned into like condos. It was going to get demolished and condos were going to go there. Randy Pitchford came in stepped in because he's got he's got that claptrap money. Um, mm -hmm. Bought up the place and plans to just keep it as is as a cultural monument. So 
I guess big W for the magicians out there. The sure. question going around though is like, what is hiding there that Randy Pitchford had to buy so no one else was able to unearth? I don't know, but I will tell you if you go to their site, there is a dress code on what you need to wear. It, if you, I know. mean, if you read the rest of this article, Penn and Teller are like, yeah, I've known Randy <laughs> Pitchford for years. He loves magic. I believe Randy's heart is in magic. Yeah, I mean, they showed up as as voice actors in in some of the games, or one of them did, I guess. The other one was his likeness was in there, I guess, because he doesn't talk, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Paul, what's the dress code? Does it, does it say? Uh, are we going in the evening or the daytime? Because there are two different dress codes here. I, well, I'm going, I'm going to double dip, obviously. All right. Well, if you're going down during the day, you can just go with casual dress pants. Uh, example, capris or khakis. Uh, dress shirt or sports shirt with a collar, dresses and skirts, a sports coat and uh, sports coats and ties are not required as a general rule, but they might be for a special event. So just be sure you uh, keep abreast of what you're going there for. Just have a, have a, uh, a tie in your pocket just in case. Yeah. Um, or maybe a whole bunch of ties in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and dress shoes, of course, with socks if you're wearing trousers. Naturally. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things you cannot wear there. And sweatshirts and hoodies are like specifically called out. Apparently that is not okay. So your David Blaine's and Chris Angels and stuff probably are not allowed to. This is I bet, hilarious. I bet they are allowed to. This is hilarious because the way this is worded is that they very much want you to dress like the standard show magician in a tuxedo, <laughs> like for the nighttime stuff or whatever. And that's oh, pretty really? great. The, okay. So, evening wear, ravishing dresses, evening gowns, or pantsuits with a matching blazer, embellished evening dress, jumpsuits, formal wear, example, tuxedos, a business or evening suit complete with dress shirt and tie, dress pants paired with complementing blazer or sports jacket and a collared dress shirt and tie, or a banded collar shirt fully buttoned to the neck, uh, at the neck, and dress shoes, as again. So, like, they definitely want an upper class look in the evening. Sure. I, I, I don't, I'm not surprised. It makes sense. Anyway, that was just tangentially ready to video games. People don't remember. Randy Pitchford is the head of gearbox. Uh, or I guess he's the head of like the movie production of gearbox now or whatever's going on. I don't know. Yeah. He's yeah, he shifted away from game development. The dude loves magic. And every now and then he has porn on a USB stick that gets out. Um, so, you know, Maybe there's a bunch of USB sticks that he had to hide in the basement there or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Magic Castle. I didn't. I had not known about this. And hearing you need like uh, an invite, and there's like a secret society of magicians out there. Like, the world is a weird place. It's pretty great. Okay, that's it for news. Let's do some questions. <clears throat> Uh, if you would like to send in a question, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. And I can read this first one from Matthew. Your challenge to go on a diet of vitamin and mineral supplements, protein powder, water and plain white bread. Essentially, you're only eating the most basic nutrients. How long do you think you'd be able to tolerate this diet? I mean, no, a day, maybe. A day? You'd Plain break white after a bread. Day? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, John? 
I think I could probably do a week. A week? But I would definitely miss like all the taste. Like I can do pretty, pretty damn plain taste, and that would be very, very plain taste. But I think I would miss just the texture of like my favorite foods too much. Sure. What's what's so hard for you, Paul? What are you what are you thinking when you when you're looking at this? I mean, I I don't care enough about whatever this is for to do it. Okay. Like if somebody's like, I challenge you to do this, I'd just be like, no. Like <laughs> Okay, but I mean this is like a hypothetical scenario where we're having fun. So like, you know, let's play in the space a little bit. Yeah, a day. Okay. I tried it. I did it for a day. I think I could do this. Um, I'm pretty good at eating like the exact same food every single day forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, if when we get to the eventual future of like take your like food pill and you're good to go, I, I could do that. I think I could do that. What what I think will really break it for me, though, is plain white bread, I think is just just sucks. Um, If I could at least get like some kind of flavor on that bread like if you're if you will it would allow me to alter this a bit and say i can have bread with peanut butter on it just so i have some flavor oh yeah no that's against it then i could do it forever (laughs) forever i could i could i'm telling you i could do it forever i just it's because it's not so much an issue of like i'm gonna miss so much other stuff it's just an issue of like just eating plain white bread is just gonna physically suck yeah of course it is Plain white bread is the worst. Like if you like, just give me a sauce. Don't give me like ketchup. I'm not going to have a ketchup sandwich. I'm not, I'm not an animal, but give me some kind of thing to flavor that bread and I'm good to go. Sure. BGC Kenny writes, if you manage to find a mechanic or some other thing that breaks the game and makes it easy, is the game itself considered easy? Even if not using the broken mechanic makes the game difficult. Isn't this literally the description of like a uh, Soulsborne? Um, it's like the people who always say like, "Oh, using summons is cheating." I mean, but I guess that's more like built baked in versus like a glitch. Yeah, I think this is more just about something a mechanic that breaks the game completely. I I do feel like this. You could say that about like the magic in Elden Ring. Magic feels way easier. Um, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I haven't used magic at all. Yeah, I guess I've how, heard it. I guess the question is kind of how are we defining break? Like, are we actually yeah. like glitching the game or are we just finding something of like, hey, I found this one weapon that just makes it so overpowered. The early it, game it is sounds like nothing. overpowered weapon more than anything. <clears throat> so I guess like if we're, if we're trying to distill the okay. question, it kind of comes down to like, if you know a certain way makes the game really easy is the game itself just across the board considered easy now no no yeah i don't think so either um especially if you have to like go out of your way to get to that easy part sure yeah or yeah. it's like one really obscure thing and and if we go to like the class thing the kind of one that the that john was just mentioning it's like if you play as a magic user the game's easy it's like yeah but what if you don't want to play it if you want to play one of like the nine other classes or whatever right like for Elden Ring specifically because that's kind of what we're talking about just in general here right now um I don't want to play with summons and I don't want to summon people and I don't want to use magic 
So, but if you do, I don't think the game is automatically easy for you. I think you're just playing it a different way, even if it is like an easier than how I choose to do it. Right. And if we continue focusing on Elden Ring, the game even like, you know, all the enemies are different. Some are good against magic. Some are not good against magic. So you're going to find a boss where it's like, oh, everything I was thinking of. Nope. Got to got to change that up now. I'm sure there's a boss that's like, oh, this is really annoying because I can't like cast anything that I'm just like, oh, that boss was easy because I slashed it and it didn't do shit and died in front of me like in a second. So, yeah. Um. I but like somebody was saying cheese strats or whatever. Does that make a game easier? I still think no, because you you have to still learn the cheese strat and maybe hope it works depending on what it is. Like, I don't know. There's still you're still trying to like do something to specifically like get past something a bit easier. So that it doesn't mean the game is easy. It means that you found a way to deal with it for you. Yeah, and I guess it also kind of determines how easy is it to to do that strat. Like, is it difficult to get into into that position, or is it difficult to like get your character to that thing or whatever? Like, it's not difficult to turn off your system, set the clock a week ahead, and then not have to fight the end. That right. but like that doesn't mean that the game is easy because you can do that with that boss. It just means it's a different way to well, go. I guess about the it. scenario in that would be. If you could do that and you set the clock forward and you beat the whole game, would you then say that game is easy? No. Um. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and I that agree. would be hilarious. I mean, that's just a very extreme version, but I was just sure. trying to like make it more black and white. So. Yeah. And I mean, different people find different things easier, right? Like people that need accessibility options will find most like normal things that we do with a controller probably impossible. So yeah, it just, it all depends. No is the answer though. All right. Sukusuka writes in and says, do you own any cookbooks based around video games? If you don't and you had to get one, which one would you get? I actually got Reese the Final Fantasy one a uh, oh. while back. The Final Fantasy 14 one specifically. Nice. And uh, I've had uh, a friend actually make their own recipes that were themed around games and sent that to us as well. You cool. know, I was just actually thinking about these like a week or two ago, I think because like the Halo cookbook came out or something like that. That's right. And yeah. Honestly, I don't see clearly people are buying these because they keep doing it for like every game but I do not understand the appeal of them at all. I don't know. It's kitschy stuff that like gamers like it's fine. Well, so I ask, I ask maybe cause it sounds like Paul, you don't have any of these. No, I do okay, have so cookbooks, but yeah, no. sure. So I asked John, like has Reese cooked anything from the final fantasy cookbook? Uh, I think she has, I think and she did was- one like, was it like a weird thing or no, it's pretty normal food in the recipe list from what I've seen. Yeah. So like, are these just regular cookbooks that they're calling gamer cookbooks basically? Well, no, cause like, so in the case of the final fantasy 14 cookbook, like it's, you're basically making food you see in the game, which is 
traditionally just normal looking food. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I guess personally, I do not see the draw to these at all. But yeah, they keep making I, them, so it, there's clearly a draw out there. I think if it's a thing that like gets somebody to actually try cooking their own food or whatever, I think they're fantastic for that. But like, I don't need something like that myself, so I also don't really see the appeal for me. I think I would like it more if it was like we're making weird food. Like, here's a way to make a weird. There definitely thing. are those. Yeah, yeah that I could then see. Out there. Yeah. Like, you know, the peanut, like the, like the, uh, peanut butter and jam and cereal sandwich from Deadly Premonition. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Lineback writes, <clears throat> congrats. You have been given the power to restore the dead back to fully healthy living <laughs> beings. And no, a genie was not responsible for this. Jesus. Do you okay. keep it a secret or make yes. it known? No, fuck no. Holy shit. Absolutely you do not. not. Absolutely you not. You not let, a secret. No. Yeah, yeah you no don't way. let anybody know that. You let, <laughs> the minute that gets out, you are going to get the you're saddest done. people coming to you with the most heart-wrenching stories that you're going to have to deal oh. with that you've ever Oh, heard. I wasn't even thinking that. No, I was I'm, thinking I'm okay like, with that. I was thinking yeah. they're going to be like, yeah, no, governments are going to come after you to have you there resurrect like yep. world <laughs> leaders and like dictators sure. and shit. Yep. Yeah. Someone no, is going to come after you to bring back Hitler. Like Absolutely. this will happen. Totally. Do not tell people you have this ability. There's, totally. Yeah. I don't. Yep. Well, so okay. Here's the other question. Do you ever do it? No. I don't think you do it right. Like this just seems like one of those like science fiction tales that you see over and over again, and the answer is always they shouldn't have done it. Yeah. No, you don't. Here's my problem. If I had this ability, I know me well enough to know that I would be too curious. I'd have to do it at least once. Well, yeah, to figure it out, you probably would have had to have. Maybe. Yeah. Well, again, like I've seen I've seen yeah. the TV show. You're going to do it once and then realize you have the power. And then by the end of the episode, though, you're going to have to either kill that person or that person's going to have to be like, I can't be alive anymore. It's, it's like it, yeah. it's not the right. And they're going to and you're going to yeah. watch them kill themselves. Nope. Nope. Or it'd be a weird thing where like things are comically falling on them and you have to keep like pushing them out of the way because they're not supposed to be alive. So <laughs> so life is trying to kill them. Yeah. Like a weird reverse final destination movie where you're a just... weird weekend at Bernie's reverse yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh no more Spiros writes. What's the earliest console generation you could port Elden Ring to? Graphical overhauls may be done. Core gameplay and content of the game must remain intact. Ooh, okay. That, I was gonna yeah, say like, hard. well, Souls likes are on PS2, so I would say PS2. Yeah, even maybe PS1, as we've seen with the Bloodborne PSX port. I think uh, you could get away with PS1 if you wanted like a 50 disc. <laughs> oh yeah, because you could have a disc for every zone and then change the yeah. actual loading. But if yeah. you can, keep, if grapple overhauls are fine, so you could like knock it down to eight bit. Aren't we kind of just looking at like Legend of Zelda one? Yeah, essentially. I mean, if you look at it that way, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it would just be like, you know, it would be bigger and there would be more exploration as opposed to, oh, you need to do this dungeon to get this item first, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, technically you could say anything because you could make it a text adventure. But I assume it it does say the core gameplay and content have to be intact. So, no, you would need a STEM system. You would need 
at least animation priority of some sort. I not. assume that also means it has to stay 3D in some way, shape, or form. For core gameplay? Well, it says graphical Probably. overhauls may be done, so I don't think it has to stay 3D. I mean, that just means it could just be like low polygon models. You might be able to do it on like an SNES. Some oh, with like a Super FX chip? <laughs> yeah. I based on how much I've heard that those are a nightmare to work on and how little space they actually have, probably not. Yeah. I'm thinking I think I think PS1 era is pushing it to its absolute absolute limit. PS2 I feel is the safest you could go back and still it would still feel Elden Ring-ish. Put it on the N64 then you can hook up that rum, rumble pack to the back. Just 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 cuz mm. you want to. Man, what if you put it on like the PC engine or something like just oh, something like a, the, the, the fucking just like FMV, just an FMV version of it. Basically, you oh, push a button. I, that would actually be kind of neat, an FMV version of a Souls game. It would be neat. Yeah, I mean, with I'm trying to think. So with the gameplay of that, would it just be like um, decision making? Yeah. What's the yeah. dragon? Um, dragon Slayer. I was going to say more like um, Radical Dreamers, where it's like a text based adventure with like that describes things in great detail. Like you find yourself fighting a magma worm. What do you do? Roll slash or summon spirit. Yeah. So just like a tech, like a verb style text adventure, I guess. Yeah. At this point. <clears throat> or point click adventure. All right. Is it John? Are you next? Yeah. Phantom Agus says, Ahoy, TDB crew. Who are your favorite bosses in the Kirby franchise? Do exclude Forgotten Lands. I'm not aware of how far each of you are. I, yeah, I am I beat the first stage, so I'm I haven't even that one. turned it on yet. <laughs> uh, Favorite bosses. Galactica Knight's a classic. Mass DDD's a classic. Uh, I'm going to count Meta Knight because he is <laughs> at some points. Honestly, I can't even like remember that many Kirby bosses. I'm always happy when the tree shows up. <laughs> yeah. Wispy. Yeah. Wispy, Wispy yeah. Woods or whatever. Uh, I'll say Marks and Sectonia. I remember being kind of cool. So I'll say Marks and Sectonia. All right. Hebrew Lantern. If a spider wore a sweatshirt, how would he wear it? Four <laughs> oh arms my God. Eve. On each side, or like two on each side, or something else. Sorry, I have to picture this. Hold on. I think it would be two in each arm, four down the bottom. Kind of. It'd be, it'd like, be two on each side because then the other half would be the pants. The first yeah. two arms are for yeah. the are for the sweatshirt, and then the red yeah. last two arms are uh, legs. Totally. Yeah, yep. So you're too. right. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Like definitive problems, answer. That's what you come here for. Yeah. Exactly. Improving lives. <laughs> Help spiders. Uh, dead right. So there's a concept in life in video games where once you get used to the new and better quality version, it makes going a back to the old version hard. This could be with graphics, controls, etc. Have you had it where the more you spend with a newer version, it makes it easier going back to the old version? And then Ooh. examples, screen quality, controller design. Ooh. Um. So I've been having this problem recently. I hate. I've been emulating um stuff on the Switch because of the uh 
N64 stuff with the expansion pack and also on my PC. I hate playing N64 games without an N64 controller. It feels really shitty. Same, I was okay. at the same thing. I was going to say Banjo-Kazooie on the Xbox 360 feels weird, but it feels right with an N64 controller. Yeah. So that's one. Every N64 game plays better on an N64 just because of the controller. I don't think yeah. I have an answer. I, it, I go. It's so rare. I go back to games to like make sure like was this better or worse than what I'm playing right now. When are they going to stock that fucking thing in the Nintendo shop? <laughs> I've been like looking every week to see if that thing is available. The controller? Again. Yeah, that controller. Yeah. yeah, no, it hasn't been restocked. It's annoying. <sighs> I could buy it on Amazon. People are selling it for two hundred dollars or one hundred fifty. Yeah. Nice God, I hate scalpers. Jesus. Yeah, only right. thing I can think of is just where the controls are different. Yeah. Uh, last question, because it was from Rasterman7. I've recently finished a game of about four hours long without fully knowing what I was doing or why it was working. When was the last time you had something like this happen to you? The quiet man immediately is like, I don't really know what's going on or what is happening but well that's why you need to play it again with all the audio put back in because then it makes mm -hmm. way more sense true yeah yeah i try to think there's some game i played recently where there was just i kept doing something that like was a glitch unintentionally but it made the fight way easier it's something yeah. i must have done on stream for game clearing but i i keep thinking it's luigi's mansion 3 but i'm not sure but like it's like some game that just had that happen so I'll, i'm just gonna say yeah somewhat recently nothing really is coming to mind for me yeah this is a hard question honestly i know Usually i've four had hours into a game i know what i'm doing that's the thing is that i know i've played a game before where i'm just like okay i guess this is working and then it ends like oh that's the end all right <laughs> i know that's happened i can't think of what it was though that's gonna do it for questions thank you everyone for writing in if you would like to send a question for next week top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box what is your game of the week I guess Elden Ring because it's basically all I played. I guess Final Fantasy XIV. It's a good one. Um, and I know for sure it is Norco for me. Okay. <clears throat> uh, some stuff to look forward to. We were supposed to do a Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie podcast this last weekend, but Paul got sick. So we're going to instead do it this weekend. This weekend. Uh, and on top of that, the submission thread for the next TDP plus game for May is live. So if you're in the top tier, uh, you can go submit a game now. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.